Welcome to BDO Talks ERISA, a monthly podcast from BDO's ERISA Center of Excellence. Each month, we will be talking best practices around all things ERISA, how to avoid common compliance issues, how to navigate the tricky ins and outs of ERISA's fiduciary provisions, and discussing our own experiences working for BDO's ERISA Services Group and the insights we share through the ERISA Center of Excellence. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. Let's get started. Welcome to another podcast for BDO Talks ERISA. I'm Beth Garner, National Practice Leader for our Employee Benefit Plan Audit Group and a partner here at BDO. We are so excited to have you join us today. My co-host, Zoanne Zupka is here today. And, you know, it's been a while since both of us have hosted together, so it's nice to be back together, of course. Joe? So right, Beth, we're back and better than ever. I want to tell you I'm very excited about the topic today, but I don't want to spoil anything uh, until we get the chance to introduce them. But um, looking forward to this episode, Beth. Yes, always a fun time together. So joining us today are two financial planners, and we're going to honor our moms since you know, we're right at Mother's Day <laughs> and talk about women and their financial planning. We have Michelle Burkholder. She's a financial advisor with the Burkholder team and has been in financial planning for several years. And with her today is Morgan Stewart, who is a finance professional who works with her. Their mission is to educate and guide individuals, families, and business owners regarding financial decisions. They want to give sound personal financial advice for every life stage. So let me open, you know, this next piece um, of our podcast uh, with a report that came out a couple of years ago from the GAO. Um, But seriously, this is absolutely true today. So in July 2020, the United States Government Accountability Office released a report regarding retirement security, specifically older women report facing a financially uncertain future. You know, this report acknowledged that women were overrepresented in low-wage professions, paid less money than their male counterparts during their careers, and were more likely to leave the workforce to care for family members. So you take all that together. These trends may have significant effects on women's financial security in retirement. You know, women being prepared for their retirement is a major passion to all of us on the podcast. And we're very excited that Michelle and Morgan decided to join us to discuss some topics related to women and their finances. So if anybody's listened to our podcast, and um, hopefully we have some fans out there to listen every month, we ask people (laughs) to share something personal about themselves. So um, Michelle, I'm going to make you go first, and then we'll hand it over to Morgan for her to share something too. I'm going to share with you why I got into this. When I was 11, my dad had a heart attack and he was only 35. And by the time I turned 15, he had a fatal heart attack at 40. And I saw what that did to our family and what my mom went through. And as a result, I wanted to get in financial services. I know that sounds silly. No. Because I I wanted to make sure that I could take care of myself, but also the women around me could take care of themselves. And so that's what we've made our mission. I work with women, um, individuals and business owners. We work with their families and we just make sure that they have taken in consideration anything that can happen in their lives and make sure that they plan for it. All right, Morgan, you're up. Um, Yes, so I got into this business about three years ago. 
uh, joined the Burkholder team. And prior to that, I actually was in audit at Deloitte um, in Philadelphia. So fun fact about me, I recently got married in October, finally, after all the pushback with the pandemic. Um, and I have two cats, Ollie and Leo. Oh, then you're going to get some of these questions that we're going to ask you about mm -hmm. finances and what women should do. Um, but awesome. Michelle, I understand that um, because uh, I was raised by a single mom. And let's just say that I knew that I needed to have my own career and do my own thing and, and be able to stand on my own two feet and then, you know, have somebody compliment that life. So I get it. Yeah. So <clears throat> when women, you know, come to you for financial planning, what would you say are their top three main concerns? Well, the first thing that all women of any age, they want to make sure that they're saving enough. They most women feel like they're behind or they haven't, if, you know, they look at their peers and for some reason they think that they have not saved enough for retirement. A lot of the women that we work with have careers. And so they want to make sure they take advantage of other, all their financial options. One of the things that we, Morgan and I, have both noticed that the next, the newer generations, there's been this huge shift. You know, when you look at my generation, it wasn't unusual. It was unusual for people to women to go to college, but the current generation, most of the women have graduated from college and have comparable incomes to their male peers. However, baby boomers like myself. We have a bigger concern. Our number one concern is outliving our income and figuring out if we're going to have enough money set aside to take, to pay for long-term care if we need it. Okay, so you mentioned um, mul multiple generations in your response. Um, is there one ideal generation, like baby boomer, millennial, Gen X, Gen Z, where you should be starting to think about uh, obtaining financial advice? <laughs> I would say no. Um, since I work with the particularly um, people later in their career, that's why it's so important. I know, you know, Morgan works with me, but my daughter, Allie, also is part of our practice and she joined me nine years ago. And as soon as someone's out of college and they start a career, they should be working with an advisor. They need our help not only to understand their benefits at their job, but also to help if they have college debt, how to prioritize debt and how to start saving for their future at the same time. That's excellent, uh, excellent response. Being a working woman, friends covering all different, friends, colleagues all over the board from the different generations um, with that. Um, as you said about planning for the future, right? One of the things that people plan for is getting married. Um, and then say so you, you do get married. Um, do you suggest that women keep their finances separate from their spouses? You know, I don't, we don't necessarily think that women should keep them separate. I think that's a personal decision between a, a couple, um, two partners. But there are four things that we recommend women always do. And number one, I learned this through, through what my mom went through, but also just from my own personal experience. Number one, always have credit in your name. And there's a couple ways that women can do that. Make sure you have your own credit card. Make sure if you own a house that your name is on the deed of the house. Also own your own car. Even if you're in a relationship with someone else, make sure you have a car in your name. The second thing is make sure you have your own separate retirement account. Even if you are part of a uh, relationship and you are not working, 
you can still do a spousal IRA or you can contribute to a Roth IRA. So I think it's really important to have some type of savings that is unique to you. The third thing is if you're relying on anyone's income to help support you, you want to make sure that you have life insurance on that person and you're the beneficiary of that policy. And you want to make sure that there's enough insurance so that it's going to cover any outstanding debt, maintain your standard of living, and also make up for retirement savings. If that person is also saving for retirement and then they pass away prematurely, that's missed retirement savings that you won't benefit from. And then finally, I think all women, particularly women as we get older, you need to make sure that you have uh, some way to fund long-term care. I know I brought this up before, but if you, any of us that have gone to a retirement home or a nursing home, most of the people in there are women. So it's a pretty good chance that if you're a woman, you're going to need to have some way to fund long-term care. On all of those four points, um, there seem to just be a little bit of a common theme with about insurance. And so I wanted to know, um, do what type of life insurance or how important is life insurance to women? So in general, I think that owning life insurance is a necessity. Both men and women need to have life insurance. I often meet with people who question whether like a female partner that either makes less or doesn't have an income needs insurance. And I would argue that it's as important, if not more important for women to have life insurance. And overall, I prefer whole life insurance to meet a female's needs. Okay, so let's dive into that a little bit different. What's whole life insurance? And then it just leads me to believe, is there anything that's like half life insurance or is it just? (laughs) Yeah, so there's the whole life, which is the permanent insurance that is with you um, throughout your lifetime. And then there's the term insurance that expires depending on how long the contract that you purchase. Um, But really, I would say there's three reasons for why women should have whole life insurance. Um, The main reason, and Michelle kind of alluded to this, was that women outlive men. Um, According to the CDC, the life expectancy for a male in the United States is 76.1, whereas for females, it is 81.1. So if you think about that, that's an additional five years um, for women to figure out the potential health issues that arise or even estate planning needs. Um, And as a result, women have the following issues to resolve. Again, talking about that long-term care is really important for women to plan for. Um, According to a study that was published by AARP, 70% 70 of nursing home residents are women. Um, So that whole life insurance policy offers riders in their contracts to help with any chronic illness coverage or even accelerate their income. Um, And another reason was estate taxes. So since women are more likely to outlive their spouse, the estate tax issue begins at the time of the second death and life insurance can help alleviate the estate tax issues as well. Well, thank you for that information. My husband says that the reason that women outlive men is because God knew that men cannot survive without the women. (laughs) (laughs) he knows the deal that he can't survive without you know me helping him along 
That's a little tame from Hamilton. So I'm, I'm, yeah, it uh... is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> women, um, and this is in general terms because she's probably nurture more more the nurture in our family sometimes than I am. But women are nurturers by nature in the family and like to help others. Is the reason that we're going to ask this next question since women can sometimes put others' needs before their own, and of course. You know, some people, retirement seems so far away, um, and even that governmental report did mention that um, as a fact. Um, so if a woman came to you regarding retirement versus college for her children, um, as in she can only handle one or the other, which one would you advise them to prioritize and why? You know, Beth, that's a great question because we get that question all the time, not just from women, but from men as well. Because you mentioned, I mean, it's just natural. You want to take care of your kids and you want them to have the best education possible and you don't want them to be burdened with debt. But it's a really difficult choice. But 100% of the time, I would say retirement should take priority. And there's really a couple reasons for that. Ultimately, when a child turns 18, a parent's not legally responsible for them financially. We do it because we want to, right? We have children. I know I've helped my children out quite a bit. But your children can get a college loan. Yep. And they can get those loans at better rates than what we could get as their parents. So that's one reason to have them get loans, also get scholarships. But once you get to retirement, you can't take a loan out for retirement. You either saved enough or you didn't. So while it might feel like a selfish decision, if I'm meeting with um, a parent and their child at the same time, I always look at the child and I say, you want your parents to be financially independent in retirement, right? You don't want them moving in with you because they didn't save enough for retirement. And most children will agree. They don't want their parents moving in with them. Yes, I would agree with that. (laughs) Come on, Beth, you know your boys are never leaving the house. (laughs) Sometimes they come back, right? (laughs) Count it down. Is that okay? (laughs) Okay. So. All of us here pay attention to our finances because we live, eat, and breathe, and work in the financial world. And we're asked this question because I know uh, we ask, we're asked this question often because I know that one of my grandmothers paid close attention to the money where the other one did not know how to pay the bills. I think that happens in in every family. You know, one one side is one way, one side is another way. But we are seeing articles recently that women do not pay attention to the finances in their household because they are caregivers and we've talked about that. Are you truly seeing this when you're consulting with your clients? You know, I think there's just a a little bit of the natural selection, Joanne, that the people that come to us by just by nature of, you know, reaching out to a financial advisor, they want to understand their finances better. So they seem to be more attuned and understand their financial needs a little better. But what we really have seen a lot uh, is that women have not saved enough or they haven't saved as much as their male counterparts. And I think Beth, that that uh, you touched on at the beginning of our conversation today with the study, there's a lot of reasons why women are behind with retirement savings. First of all, they've either taken time off to care for a child or for a parent. Their income is below their peers. So they start off not being able to, you know, if they're paying, saving 3% in their 401k to get the 3% match, which is which is average right now, that 3% is a lot less. And depending on, sometimes they depend upon all of their retirement needs based upon the spouse, if they're the, um, if they have a higher income earning 
And if that spouse passes away prematurely or if they get divorced, I see a lot of times women who jumped out of the workforce to take care of their children. They're now divorced. They didn't save enough. They have what they received in the in the divorce agreement. However, they don't have the ability to get back into the workforce and make the same amount as their ex-spouse is making because they were in the workforce the entire time. Right. And the other thing I've seen in COVID in particular, I think we might touch on this a little later, more women were forced to leave the workforce because of COVID. Whether it was taking care of their children or being at home with their children who are being homeschooled or taking care of a, an aging parent or relative, a lot of more women were impacted by that COVID phenom- phenomenon than men. I agree. I, I really agree because we, you know, you see that at the end of the day, that the to-do list on the on the woman side was not. It didn't decrease. It increased, and you know, it was just too hard to do it all, and something had to give. And a lot of people and a lot of women did did quit um, from in there. Now, one thing that you guys have um, put on my list to do is um, I do not have whole life insurance personally. And so that is, um, I just made myself a note. I, I Obviously, I have term, but I do not have whole life insurance. So I will be getting me some um, really, really soon. Um, I really want to thank you both for joining us today to talk about women's finances. You know, this topic is um, just from my background and what I do every day is a huge interest to me and I know to all of you. Um, I would say if we won over at least one woman on going to get financial advice today, then that that is a huge success for us. Um, is there anything we missed today that that you think that we need to in our closing say, hey, you know, oh, something a woman needs to think about? Well, I, first of all, Beth and Joanne Morgan and I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today. And I think it's not easy for women to do, but I think when it comes to their finances, they need to look out for themselves, not completely, um, but make sure that they're in good shape no matter what happens. As I mentioned at the beginning of this, we help women plan for all the potential things that can happen in our life, all the positive things, and then also, also the things that they didn't plan for. I agree. We greatly appreciate you sharing your insight and so thankful for you to come on today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So we would just like to remind everyone that you can contact the podcast at BDO Talks of Rissa at BDO.com. And if you haven't checked out BDO's Arissa Center of Excellence for other retirement and HR trends to keep you up to date with everything that's out there. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to BDO Talks Arissa. Past episodes are available at bdo.com slash BDO Talks Arissa, or you can go to iTunes or Spotify to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also send us feedback, questions, or ideas you have for future topics at BDO Talks Arissa at bdo.com. The views expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of BDO. For more information on BDO's ERISA Center of Excellence and the services we provide, visit bdo.com slash ERISA.